It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Well, whether it's change or not, it's certainly a, 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 an option for change for the clubs. I, I think there's a great appetite out there for us to explore new avenues. That's all this process is. It's putting options on the table for clubs to consider and, yes, definitely change somewhere along the way. The reason, obviously, that we're having this um, change is that um, you want to shake up, and everybody would believe that it's correct, shake up the championship, refresh the championship. Yeah, I think that's universal, and we found we found a really broad consensus in that in our consultations. People want more competitive championships. They want a definite calendar. They want a games program which provides them with regular, meaningful games. Now, we found a reasonable amount of conflict in across across different groups with regard to what time of the year you put in those games. But I think everyone is generally agreed that they want games in summertime. The argument now is what importance do we put in those summer games? Do we play league or do we play championship and so on? But definitely, universally, competitiveness, a calendar and regular meaningful games. The document that was released earlier on this week spoke about... uh about core elements. What are the core elements? Yeah, the core elements are areas where we found consensus. We found consensus on the competitiveness. People wanted more competitive games and championships. We felt the main way you would achieve that is by reducing the number of teams in each grade. That meant the addition of one or two grades. Another one is relegation. Again, we found a huge consensus that straight relegation was required. Nothing reviewing over one or two years. Immediately, year-on-year performances, one up, one down for relegation. Um, and then we found we didn't find consensus then really on the grading but we, we've put in a grading system where it, it can be based on one or two years and then the transition how do we get from 60 to 48 in hurling how do we get from 52 or 3 to 48 in football not major consensus in that but we put in what we thought was a reasonable working plan of how you would do it over a number of years The plan at the moment is four different grades um, premier Senior, Senior, Premier Intermediate and Intermediate. Is that not in a way a fudge? Why not 316s? Yeah, we, we, th- there was a, a, a mix of views with regard to 12s or 16s, but the 12 really was sold to us on the basis of competitiveness. And the question was raised is whether there is 16 teams of the required standard for the very top grade in both hurling and football. And the answer that came back was no. And if you look at a league table that I produced yesterday and that went to clubs yesterday, 
looking at the two senior grades and looking at the championship wins that teams have had over the last three seasons, you, you, you see a huge variation down the line, a huge deviation from top to bottom, which would tell you that maybe we need to cut our cloth a little bit, a little bit tighter and at that top grade reduce to 12. And we feel that a team in a championship of 12 would have a real chance of winning and a real danger of being relegated. So we think it would really motivate teams. Whereas at the moment, we've 26 in our ordinary intermediate grade in hurling. There's a lot of teams stuck in no man's land there. They're not going to win it. They're not going to get relegated in any given year. So we feel the 12s keeps everybody honest. And Kevin, that league table that you mentioned is part of another document that's up on the website, frequently asked questions. Like that league table, it makes alarming reading. Yeah, well, look, what, what it shows, particularly in football, is that there's a small number of teams dominating. You know, it's not our... It's not our it's not in our scope to say who should be dominating or not dominating, but a more competitive championship where different teams are winning games on different occasions is better. And that was particularly the case in football, but also the case in hurling if you look down. And should we know that, Michael? Because when we talk about championships in every given year, it's a very small number are competing. But secondly, and almost as important, when we have a team like that go out into Munster and they're not tested and they're not getting enough hard games and everyone is looking at the first round draw hoping to get the easy option and avoid being in the bottom two for possible relegation, we think that's a very bad frame of mind for a club. We feel if it's 12s, it's more competitive, it's more even, you know whatever game you're going to get in first round is going to test you and we think that's good for any club. Yeah, and probably that... uh I suppose lack of uh, our poor performances at, at club level, like in a way it feeds in into uh, inter-county teams as well. Yeah, absolutely. And, and like given the size of Cork, we think, I've always said this, that participation in Cork is our key avenue for success at inter-county level. Because of our broad numbers, because we have over 400 adult teams across the county, which is unparalleled nationwide, that if we can unlock that and have waves and waves and level after level after level of quality games, of competitive games, that that can only mean good things for the county. But, but the county teams is not our priority in this. Our priority is to give the club players something and to raise standards there. Clubs have been presented with a document and the delegates would have met last Tuesday night and were presented with the document. There are three options on the table. Yeah, well, as I said, we found consensus in terms of more competitive, bringing the relegation and group formats. And like there was universal support for group formats as well. So all of those are are in any plan we bring forward. We have to include those elements because of the huge majority consensus in favour of them. But we failed to reach consensus on the calendar because we had a group of people who said we should. Forget about playing any championship games while the county team were involved and go to August. We put that into option B, so an August start. Other people were very fearful of that. They said it was shutting down for the summer. There was a risk we were giving away the summer. So they said, let's play one game in April and two in August. And then as the, as the discussions proceeded, another group emerged and they said, why are we locking all the club players? Why are we locking up the 99% while we wait for the 1% of county players? And they proposed that we would play a number of games in the summer without county players. So in summary, you'd option A, which is 
three games, one in April and two in August. You would option B, which is wait for August. By then you can only fit in two games as a dual county. So that was groups of three with two games. And then option C is summer games, which is looking at everything from a completely new perspective and saying, would we consider playing one or two games with our county players in the middle of summer for reduced points of lesser importance? There would still be championship games. Would that unlock our summer for our club player? So they're the three options. There's been massive debate we hear different stories of every day of one club voting for A, B or C. I'm completely completely neutral in this. I think any one of them is an improvement on the current situation. But the debate is raging out there. And the debate is raging out there in, ter- in good faith, in my view. Because in fairness, we thought that some of them would have been quite controversial and would have maybe drawn a lot of anger. They have not. They have led to brilliant debate in the club. And I suppose that to me is more important than the outcome is that the clubs are engaging with the county board. They're engaging with their players. They're talking about our bread and butter, which is our games. So delighted with the process so far. As you say, you you have no vested interest in this. You have no vote. Let's explore them for a bit further. Option A, what's the key selling point of that? Key selling point in that is that instead of... Um, waiting until the inter-county programme, we get a game in in April. So as it is now, we get that game in in April. It motivates clubs in the spring. The players are active. They're they're willing to come back training in January. The club is active. They know there's a championship game on the horizon. The club who's hosting the game are active. They're cutting the pitch for the game they're hosting in April, and the championship season kicks off. It's an improvement on the current one where we have the gap, because this game, at least, when you come back in August, you have your two points on the board in terms of the group format at the moment if you win in april you come back in august your opponent has a backdoor game they win that now they're actually in a better position than you who have been waiting as a winner for three four months so what april does is it gets the club active it puts our game in the calendar and it would be said to me as well at least it means in that the club play championship before the inter-county team so the club get a pull on the inter-county player in april it has been said to me that if that wasn't there the idea of the county players being released for league games would be a difficult one to pull off so other other counties play four rounds of league in april people in cork argue we need a championship game we need to start our season so that's option A. Then option B talks about starting in August. Yeah, option B it would be common in a lot of other counties. It's where they've gone because of the dominance of inter-county teams, where they say, we'll play our leagues, we'll finish them in July, and we'll start the championship after a county team exits. Some of those counties would be single-coded. So once the county team is out, the county team is out, unlike Cork, where we have two county teams, which are usually competitive into mid-late summer. But what this does, the advantage of this is it stops the gap. It stops having to have two pre-seasons. As you've heard, Michael, every manager you interview in August after his third round championship game, the first thing he'll start complaining about is the gap. This is getting rid of the gap by saying we'll wait and we'll start and have one pre-season, maybe get out ourselves out of the muck in January and February, start our leagues in March, play through to July, start the championship. Negatives of that are almost the positives that I've already outlined for A, that are we giving too much ground away? Will leagues motivate our players? But what April does, or August does, is it's a, it's a more extreme remedy to say let's wait until the county teams are out. And then the one that has got all the headlines is a completely different one. Two groups of six 
play five games over the course of the of the summer and rewards if you're playing without your inter-county players? Yeah, well, option C, as I said, is looking at it from a different perspective. So the reason C is getting all the headlines is because option A is common practice in many counties in Ireland and option B is common practice in many counties in Ireland. But there is a view by a group in Cork that A and B do not meet the needs of Cork, given that we're a dual county at inter-county level, a dual county at club level. We have multiple teams playing in multiple grades. We've clubs with multiple teams in different competitions. Therefore, shutting down as B or one game in April isn't going to solve our problems, give our players what they need. So, th- so the argument for summer games is... You start your season off in April, you play your game with your county players, you get all the benefits of option A then. You, you play two games during the summer, one or two of which will be out county, without county players. So if Cork don't make the Super 8s in football, you'll have them back for the second summer game. If Cork don't make the All-Ireland stages of the senior hurling, you'll have them back for the second game. But it's establishing a principle that there's very mixed views about is a club willing to go out and play on Championship Day without their full squad? The points would be for, there would be lesser points, but we can't fudge the issue. It's allowing the 99% to play without the 1%. For some clubs, that is a line that they're not willing to cross. We are delighted, though, that those clubs are all engaging and having the debate. So when delegates turn up on Tuesday night next in Parky Cave, that's their decision will it be a b or c the other thing they have to decide and will be asked to decide is the grading system yeah and that's a secondary issue it's certainly not as as important as the vote on a b and c but we did find a lack of consensus on how do we make these 12s so at the moment we've 19 teams in senior 14 to 16 teams in premier intermediate and your intermediate numbers up in the up in the mid 20s so how do you get all of them into four or five groups of 12. Some people said, well, it must be on the field of play, so it must be this year. It must be 2019. And that's why we're in such a rush to get it done before Championship starts um, first round games next, uh, next Friday night. So we agreed, must be on the field of play. I would never support anything. And I, I, would, I would still have anger as much as reservation over what happened previously when maybe teams weren't relegated when they had been on the field of play. So this time, everything on the field of play. So you just look at 2019 results. The club plays out. The eight quarter finalists, for example, in senior this year will go into the top grade of 12 and the other four places will go via playoffs. The other teams will play off for the four. But there is another view, which is grading two. And another view is, well, what if a crowd got a bad draw this year and got two bad draws and found themselves out of the top 12 when they're one of the best teams in the county? How do you find who the best teams are the county on? Again, you stay on the field of play, but you look at championship results over the last three years. Forget about leagues, forget about status, forget about anything else. Championship wins. So we have a table brought out for the senior one. They, they still have to follow for the others. But in the senior one, we recognise that you had championship wins over the last three years. And if you had a championship win in a county semi-final, that is worth a damn sight more than a, a win in a relegation playoff or a first-round game, for example. So it's graded. The clubs have those gradings. But we feel that in grading two, a, voice, a vote should be provided that if you want to say we'll give the eight quarter finalists in 2019 the eight spots, but for the other four, we're not having playoffs. We're going based on performances completely clearly, completely transparently on the last three seasons plus this season. So first round win this year, 
counts for something as well. Whereas if you just go playoffs, your first round win counted for nothing. So it's just us give you an option because we didn't find consensus. And I suppose that's our view of the whole process. And there's a, a huge win here for the county board. If we can show ourselves to be open, accountable, transparent in what we're doing, Whatever outcome comes from this process, there's a massive dividend in terms of us engaging with our members. Because remember, all these championship proposals are two years. We'll be coming again. And if the clubs respect that they have a voice, we expect more engagement. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss in two years time when we review Kevin there's going to be a lot of voting in Parky Keeve on uh, Tuesday night next but a lot of people are going to be voting and this thing that we've been discussing for the last quarter of an hour has absolutely nothing to do with them they come from junior clubs down in rural county Cork and I'm not even going to name any club they have absolutely nothing to do with this particular championship why are they being allowed to vote? To say that people have nothing to do with particular championships is, would be to totally misunderstand the G in this county. Every single member in G in this county is concerned about standards, is concerned about participation, is concerned about giving people games, creating calendars, competitive games which affect our county teams and so on. And a team in a given grade is a team in a given grade for that grade only. So we often talk about senior, intermediate, junior clubs and so on. What you need to be talking about, Michael, is senior teams and the clubs of those senior teams. So it's not quite the same thing. So a club who are junior this year could be the junior A county champions at the end of this season. And it's far more relevant for them than some of the clubs who may not be playing intermediate in the next couple of years if they're relegated. So I think on such a a groundbreaking issue is this. You've got to take the full vote. Now, it's in the bylaws anyway, so we don't have a choice in this, but it's my view anyway that this is bigger than any one club. And clubs are quite entitled to vote for their own self-interest. But on an issue like this, it's the greater good which is important, which is why everybody must have their say. It reminds me a little bit about... Brexit, and we've heard enough of that over the last uh, couple of weeks. But because everyone has a vote and everyone is equal, any kind of result could turn up. I wouldn't say any kind of result could turn up. That's democracy. And maybe what happened with Brexit is that people weren't fully informed in advance, and there was no option on the table. There was go or stay. This is very different to Brexit. People are being fully briefed, fully informed. And do you know what? People are very well versed in club championship formats in this county anyway, because it's an annual, constant topic, as you well know. So 
The difference with Brexit is we are we are putting the Brexit plan on the table before we vote for Brexit. That's where there's a difference is clubs are going in with their eyes fully open. They can vote in narrow self-interest if they wish, and they are very entitled to do so. Everyone is entitled to protect their club, but they are also getting a broader perspective on what this is attempting to achieve. So I wouldn't say we'll get any kind of result. I'm really looking forward to it because the last week has just definitely been a highlight for me in any of my involvement with Cork County Board because I thought it would be adversarial and it wasn't. People want to engage, they want to discuss it and people also recognise that none of these answers are perfect. We live in an, imperf- in an imperfect world because of the dominance of the intercounty programme. So starting from there, people recognise there's merit and there's deficiencies in every option, which is why I'm delighted to be neutral and implement whatever comes out. Kevin, to assist the people that are going to have to vote and the clubs that are going to have to mandate their uh, delegates to vote, the County Board have in the last 48 hours put a, a frequently asked questions document up on the website. You obviously want people to look at that. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I suppose we give huge detail in the original one. But, and we, you know, we would have gone to 50 pages if we included every possible question. So in fairness, those questions have been coming in the last couple of days. And if one qu- club has a question, in my view, there's probably another hundred clubs thinking the same question that haven't asked it. So instead of replying just to the club, we put all the replies into a document then. It's up on the website and it's gone back out to clubs. And it puts a bit more nuance onto the discussion. I suppose an individual club may be very concerned about the exact permutations for their own situation which is fair, so the document tries to address that by getting down into the nitty-gritty detail. Other people say, we look at it on the broader context, we want A, B or C, they don't need that detail, but we thought it should be provided. There's only, what, 48 hours to go between now and, uh, and, and Tuesday night. What do, you want, what do you want clubs to do around the county? Well, a lot of clubs have met and a lot of clubs are meeting and a lot of clubs have meetings scheduled for, you know, for Monday night just before the vote. We know this has been tight, but I, I suppose we were overwhelmed with submissions and the option was to put it back a few weeks. If we put it back a few weeks, you were putting it back 12 months and the club players can't stand for that anymore because we wanted to be fair and bring it out before the 2019 season. So instead of being late, we're actually a year earlier. Usually this process would be happening in nine months' time. So... We just want clubs to engage and engage with all members in the club. So we know there could be a committee meeting and we know there could be a group of four or five people in a club discussing this. We would prefer if that was not the case. If there was a full open meeting, then we'll have the nuances. Then living in an imperfect world will make the best possible choice. And that's all we can do at this point in time. Who knows what the future holds? Who knows how Cork will vote with regard to Super 8s and Munster Championships in the future? But for now, we live in this world. So we just want engagement. And what we have seen as a brilliant byproduct of different generations in the club now with different views trashing it out because that's real democracy. It's not getting your way. It's putting your voice out there and then a collective decision being made by the club. But certainly, I've been very surprised by how open people have been to all three options. I didn't think that the appetite was there for that type of variation. But let's have the vote and see what happens. Now let's move on to Tuesday night. What's actually going to happen on Tuesday night? We've spoken about voting, but like on the ground, take me through wh- wh- very quickly, what's actually going to happen? What's the format? Yeah, well, there'll certainly be feedback from the clubs anyway. So while, the, there were, you know, the chairperson, Tracy Kennedy, said at the last meeting that we won't be allowing amendments because amendments, 
would mean it would really have to go back out to the clubs again. So there was amendments on the floor previously and I would never be satisfied with that because an amendment to me is changing the goalposts and if they have to be changed, well, then it has to go back out because the delegates wouldn't be mandated to vote for that amendment. So there will be, I would con consider there to be an open discussion. I don't think, and it, it, it might help sway clubs that are undecided and that they've mandated their delegate to make a choice in the night. So on that basis, you must have discussion. Other clubs, I would say, will mandate their delegates and say, you're voting such and such a way and we don't want to change. So I expect there to be debate. I hope it will be healthy debate because, as I said, we have no, we have no negative agenda on this. There's no coup going on here. Some people have said that the proposals will be challenged on a legal basis. Um, my answer to that is, we've run this by Croke Park, we've gone through various rules, we don't see it contradicting anything in general rule. It, the county bylaws are being updated this year anyway, so any updates need to be done there, can be done and voted for a county convention. And whatever obstacles are put in front, either before the vote or after the vote, if a certain option is chosen, I will be implementing the wishes of the clubs to the best of my ability as an officer. So we will pursue whatever avenue the clubs choose. We will pursue that to the bitter end to get it implemented. Who knows what objections will be ahead or after the vote. But I intend to be mandated by the clubs to pursue their interests. Not suggesting for one minute that you're not 150% honest. Who's going to count the votes? Yeah, be, that'll be standard practice. We, where we have regular votes is annually when the club reps are elected from the four, from the intermediate, senior and junior representatives and so on. So they'll be tellers appointed on the night. They'll be, they'll be elected from the floor. So that's a very open process. We won't be electing our own tellers beforehand. They'll be, there'll be a call for nominations and you can nominate A, B or C to, to count. And there'll be a bunch of tellers. They're usually experienced people. They're usually the same people nominated every year from the floor because they'd be experienced. It is proportional representation. And, and that's a key element to this because given that people are torn between some of the options, we feel they should be allowed to have two dogs in the race. So they should have their first choice and they should have their second choice. Because as I said, this is an imperfect world. It's not black and white. I'd be moving in my seat in favour of one and then in favour of another. So proportional representation allows that. It'll take the vote a little bit longer. But also the proportional representation will also give us a second placed one. That'll give a better understanding of what way the clubs are thinking and which one came last, which is obviously the one that they almost ruled out. So there's a big story to come out of this, not just which horse is first past the post, but what was the story of the election? We'd love if there were exit polls now and we could really analyse the thing, but we've got a very good feel for it so far. And the feel is that Cork clubs won games. So whatever the option they voted for, it was on that basis. So even some people have said B means less games, but I think those clubs voted for that on the basis that they get more league games. So like, isn't it brilliant to see our clubs taking action, using their mandate, looking to improve the, the lot of their club players? So I, I wouldn't be disingenuous in any of that. Any club that would vote anyway, I would see 100% where they're coming from. And we will have a bit like electing the Pope White Smoke sometime on uh, Tuesday night. Yeah, hopefully. And, and hopefully it'll be a unified decision. And I said that m months ago at a board meeting, that this is, this is a joint effort. There's no coup here. There's no unwitting agenda. Um, so I'd hope then whatever decision would be embraced and we'll implement it with Costa.
Roll the clock forward very briefly, uh, a couple of years' time. What target do you want to reach? The target is competitiveness in the county championship. It's a calendar where the players, where the club player knows the previous November when he's setting out the following year, his holidays, his work, his private life, the GA can fit into that and give him what he wants from the GA, which is a sport that he can play and enjoy to the best of his ability. And I think that that is universally agreed. So like I've really enjoyed that in the process, that everyone wants to get onto the field and play. They want an organized program. So that is the utopia for us. Will we get to the utopia? It's very difficult because the GA is such a unique organization with players playing on different teams at different levels, playing different sports, um, playing two sports within our own organization. So that's a, a utopia that maybe we'll never get to, but it's time to s start pursuing it. But that's what I would love is that a club player would, for all his training, for all his sacrifices, would have something to aim for as he sets out on his journey. A couple of very quick things before you leave us. Uh, will Parky Keeve, the pitch, will it be ready by the time the Cork Hurlers run out there in the championship in early May? Yeah, we're certainly optimistic at the moment. There's, you know, there's huge work on into pre recently. There's reports coming on a monthly basis, on a weekly basis, even some reports. It's being tested. There is no stone being left unturned by our own ground staff, by Croke Park staff, and by some independent people as well. So all hands on deck to get it ready. We're optimistic at the moment. Um, Weather's looking good. Obviously, a April is a dangerous month, but the fact that we're two weeks into May gives us some more confidence for the Tipperary match. And it's really about the root zone, and it's really about the roots taking hold, giving us stability. Um, and we feel that the growing season will help that. So, yeah, very disappointed about what happened earlier in the year, but onwards and upwards now to get it right for Tipperary Munster Hurling Championship. Then you have the second game three or four weeks afterwards, and of course, hopefully, Munster football and hurling finals if teams are successful. You mentioned football, terribly disappointing weekend last weekend, even though they won Corker down in Division 3, and I suppose it's not a good start to the five year plan. No, it's difficult, but I suppose the five year plan was in a broader context in that that was implemented really and designed viewing Cork football as being in a bad place. So I don't think rele relegation to Division 3 changed anything in the plan, to be honest. The, the plan was really started from ground zero. Relegation to Division 3 is, is very, very disappointing, and it's unprecedented in recent times for Cork to be playing at that level. And I think it will really strike us, will really kick home to us in 2020, you know, when we get the league programme, and we're not no longer amongst the elites. I think that's going to hurt big time. And I understand the, the feelings of all our supporters and members who are disappointed pointed with that but this is where we are and facing reality is the first place to when you're trying to get it to start recovery so it is reality that's where we are no talk yourselves out of it however we do have a monster campaign about to start our opponents will be the winners of Tipperary and Limerick and that's where our eyes are focused now on a day-to-day -day basis in my own job of course the five-year plan is being implemented there was an advertisement for um for the, a person to manage the football plan and applications are closed for that. That position will be filled in the next month. So it's, it's a case of rolling the sleeves up. Now, I wouldn't deny for a minute the Cork football is where, where I would like it to be, but the games are ongoing for this year. It's going to hurt next year. Time to start working. Kevin, has the last three months been a baptism of fire for you? 
Absolutely, but it wouldn't come as any surprise to me, I suppose. Like, and that's the great thing about Cork is, is the G is so high up in the agenda in people's lives, and I, I cherish that. So I wouldn't regret it for a minute that you could not walk down the street without someone questioning you, challenging you, encouraging you, and so on. So it's been a baptism of fire, but I, I was in the board before that, so I'd be lying if I said any of the issues blindsided me, really. I would have seen them all coming down the tracks to some degree. So, like, I'd embrace that, and, and that's the challenge I was looking for. And, like, Cork is such a, a big county, and, and as I said, Gaelic Games, so high up in the agenda, it's a brilliant job to be in because there's few jobs in this county where everybody is interested in what you're doing and everybody has an idea for you. So I'm cherishing every moment of it. It's a privilege to be in the position. Kevin, thank you for joining us here on C103 on Cork Sports Sunday.